0: In this episode, we're going to hear from John Lynch, but unfortunately, the audio from his interview is quite damaged and it's really hard to understand him. So for the rest of this interview, my friend Nick, hello, I'm Nick, will be providing the voice of John Lynch. We're still using John's actual words, We're just making them a little more understandable. Anyway, John was a cook on the Preston.
1: Oh yeah, I've been a cook for 23 years. In the army, I cooked, and now here. I've been working aboard the Preston for 12 and a half years. Started on the 30th of May, 1969, terminated without prejudice the 30th of October, 1981. By terminated, he wasn't fired. That
0: was the day the Preston was decommissioned. I've done a good job, I suppose. Had good people to work with, I suppose, from time to time. John started his interview by talking about how difficult baking pies was on the
1: Preston. Oh, yes. They're impossible. Just impossible. They either burn or they come out raw. That's it. They just don't work at all. It doesn't heat evenly. Never has. You can adjust it several ways, but it just never heats properly, so it's just very difficult to bake anything in there other than just bread. It wasn't just baking that John did. He could whip you up anything you'd like. Meat, potatoes, salad, vegetables, gravy, sauces, soups, pretty much whatever you would have at home, only more so. If you get a chance to walk through the galley on the Preston, you'll
0: notice that there's a dumbwaiter in one of the corners. It's operated by a rope, and I just bring it up or let it down. The dumbwaiter connects the galley to the mess on the main floor. It's pretty handy to get the food down and then get the dirty plates back up from the crew. Although, once the rope broke about 10
1: years ago, it was quite a mess down below. I was letting lunch down and the rope parted, so then I went down and cleaned up the blooming mess. John would set the menu for the crew. Of course, I have to take into consideration what the guys on board like. Of course. I can't go around buying okra if nobody will eat okra, but pretty much I get what everybody likes, and I know what they don't like. They don't like turnips, they don't like rutabagas, but that's about it. He also liked to push the crew sometimes. I think I like lamb curry best of all. I could eat lamb curry five or six times a week. The hotter the better. When I first came to work here, the guys on board flat refused to eat lamb in any way, description, or form. But I convinced them that loin-cut lamb chops were quite a delicacy. John seemed to have a good handle on the meals. Though, there would be the occasional item he'd run out of. Occasionally, I might run out of batter, like on a Monday morning breakfast. Occasionally, maybe milk, once in a while, orange juice. I seem to be running out of a lot of orange juice just lately. I don't understand that, but whatever. When John started, there were two cooks assigned to the Preston. Normally, in the past, there have been two cooks. One was a second cook, a scullery or whatever you want me to call that person who did pretty much of the cleaning. Then the other cook did most of the actual cooking.
0: As the Preston got near its decommissioning, funding began to dry up, and positions weren't rehired. So John ended up spending the last six months as the sole cook on the Preston.
1: When I came to work here, the understanding was that meals and quarters were provided seven days a week. Anytime anybody that was crew on board here wanted to stay on board or eat, they were authorized. But in the last four years, that's been different. The weekends and holidays, there hasn't been any cook available, primarily because of the cost of paying overtime. So the crew has been denied those rights and
0: benefits that have been provided in the past. The cooks were also required to clean the officers' floor bedrooms.
1: That's been part of my job. In the wardroom, skippers' quarters, the mates, and engineers. That's always been my job, cleaning and anything having to do with maintenance of the quarters up above here.
0: In episode two, Captain Morgan tells about the harrowing trip across the Puget Sound from Everett to Port Townsend. John talks about the same experience, but from the galley.
1: There was once when we went to Port Townsend about six or seven years ago. It really became rough. This boat does not take any kind of weather at all. And it was rough. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the guys were seasick. It was really surprising how much this boat took, and it was really difficult to work on the stove. Everything is sliding back and forth. We don't have any guardrails on board that stove, so it was interesting holding everything on there without having anything fall to the deck. It was really
0: interesting, but I managed it. Considering how bad that trip was from Captain Morgan's perspective, I was struck by how nonchalant it was for Chef John. From his perspective, it was rough, but he was too focused on keeping all the pans in place to notice the seeming chaos elsewhere on the ship and though he did a valiant job keeping destruction at bay during the Port Townsend Crossing, the kitchen wasn't always so fortunate.
1: We have a KitchenAid dishwasher. It's fairly new. It's only about three or four years old. Before then, well, originally I had asked for a top-of-the-line KitchenAid dishwasher, but naturally they went out and bought bottom of the line Sears. It lasted for about a year, I think. The door was sprung somehow, and I'm not sure, but I think that someone tried to sleep in there once. After that, it was a piece of junk. After that, they went out and bought the the top-of-the-line KitchenAid, and we haven't had any problem with it since. I wasn't on board that night, but some of these evenings get pretty rowdy, and I wouldn't be surprised that somebody tried to sleep in there.
0: Okay, if I'm honest, I was expecting more stories like this one when I started this process, but this does seem to be the exception rather than the rule. In late October 1981, the crew sat down for their last meal together. This was one of the only times that the entire crew ate together in the officer's wardroom.
1: We had a bottle of booze, we had expensive steak, and we had 8 ounce lobster tail imported from Maine. The steak was 10 ounces each. I'm not sure how well it went over down at the office when they saw the bill for lobster. We'd never had lobster on here before, and they're never going to have it again. I imagine those people down at the office were slightly stunned to see 99.28 for lobster. Then, one bottle of booze does not go around this table with anything left over. That was it. One small drink apiece to say bon voyage. That was all. That was the end of the game. So the day of the old stern-wheelers is over. It's sad. It's really sad to see this thing go, because if it was properly maintained, this old boat could be working for another 50 years. Our grandchildren, and perhaps their children, could have enjoyed hearing this old steam whistle that we have on board
0: blowing as it's chugged up and down the bays. It's a sad day to see this old boat gone. John was right. That kind of was the end of the stern-wheeler, at least in this part of the world. And while many new and wonderful things were on the horizon, this piece of history was coming to a close this podcast was created by adam farnsworth and sonic bazaar with sponsorship by the anacortes museum foundation in conjunction with the anacortes museum and the maritime heritage center our theme song is dill pickles by heftone banjo orchestra and is licensed under a creative commons attribution share alike license i want to thank nick rennes for jumping in with both feet and recording the voice of john lynch nick and his wife evie opp live in anacortes they own the business, a record store and distributor in downtown Anacortes. The W.T. Preston is an active museum boat and can be visited and toured. To find out more about the Preston, please visit www.anacorteswa.gov slash 379 slash W.T. Preston Maritime Center. Thank you.